it because yes, you're right. I do. I do hold a little bit of power, if you will, in the positions that I hold. And but at the same time, I'm still a little brother. I'm still a mentee. As much as I mentor others, I am still a very active mentee, and I know how to uh, simultaneously serve in that role. You know, I receive what I receive from my mentors and my big brothers, and then I find unique and individual ways on how I can pay it forward. You know, and so. It's not a sense of where I've reached the ceiling and I've achieved all the brotherhood that I, not at all, you know. Yo, 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 what's the deal? We got another episode of Living with Elijah. I got a special guest here, Mr. Span. Um, Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I don't know if this is the first episode you've watched, first episode you've listened to, but I really do appreciate the support. If you can, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, share, leave a review, all of that good stuff so we can get this podcast out of here, out of the ground. So um, I'm going to have Mr. Spann go ahead and introduce himself here. Yeah. Uh, well, hello, everyone. I am James Spann Jr., native of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, graduate of historic Dillard High School in the Broward County Public School System in Fort Lauderdale, um, graduate of Morehouse College, graduate of Morehouse School of Religion and the Interdenominational Theological Center, graduate with a master's from Central Michigan University and currently pursuing my doctorate here at Central Michigan University. I had 20 years of experience in student affairs and higher education as an educator and a practitioner and administrator. I'm currently serve as executive director for student inclusion and diversity within the division of student affairs and very happy to be here and I appreciate the invitation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's an honor. And, uh, when he was explaining that, it's, it's a whole lot of weight that come with all those yeah. positions. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was yeah. naming them one by one. Yeah. <laughs> one yeah. by one. It's, <laughs> it's a lot that you have done throughout mm-hmm. the years. And um, all these positions you have had, they've obviously, you know, had an effect on the man you are today. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about one of those things that makes you the man you are today, which is brotherhood. Yeah. What has that yeah. meant to you throughout your years, especially since being yeah. at a college campus? Yeah, brotherhood is um, something that really matters to me, um, something that mattered from a very early age. Um, growing up, two siblings, well, one sibling, and two including myself, mm-hmm. um, older sister. So I always wanted that brother, you know, I always wanted to have that brother to play with, you know, yeah. play with my toys and video games and things of that nature. Um, but through Little League football and Little League baseball and even once I started playing musical instruments, I gravitated towards um, the guys that were a part of these sports teams or music ensembles, and we just became brothers. You know, so I can think all the way back to middle school, um, brotherhood being something that was really important to me, and just being able to spend time with someone who had similar living experiences, um, similar thoughts, similar ideas and passions and interests and hobbies and that continued on into high school and continued on into college had a lot to do with why I chose to attend Morehouse College being Mm -hmm. the nation's only all-male 
um, historically black institution, and that that took it to a whole nother level for me. Um, you know, I tell people, you know, as soon as I hit campus, I gained three thousand brothers. You That's know, wild. and it was just, you know, an amazing experience, a and just a whole family, yeah. and and cats who just met me where I was, accepted me as I was, a little knucklehead, seventeen year old from South Florida who thought he knew everything about everything, and so and just being a little brother to the old heads on campus, being a big brother. Um, once I continue my matriculation at the institution to the incoming class, because that's one of the things that Morehouse really stressed, you know, that sense of brotherhood and accountability and being your brother's keeper. And so it was almost designed that your first year at the institution, you receive from the big brothers. And then as you go into your next year, you then in turn join, if you will, the group of big brothers and extend that same courtesy to oh, the incoming the students. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You know, and so it was a reciprocal nature. You know, I I received as much as I gave, mm. um, and that continued on even past um, being a student at Morehouse beyond graduation. You know, I was a very active alumnus. Um, you know, led me to other you know joining other fraternal organizations, and you know, like like I said, just that ongoing organic real benefit from brothers you know nothing against you know the amazing women that have been in my life from my mother on down to teachers you know supervisors pastors preachers you name it co-workers colleagues whatever the case may be but for me it was just something that just really resonated with me that I could just be in um, community with wow. my brothers you know yeah. and you know, again, similar thoughts, similar beliefs, similar language, just similar concerns and fears and reservations exactly. and exactly. Um, just that willingness to be vulnerable to just um, allow that brother to be your brother, mm. you know, and not keep them at arm's distance and remain, you know, in a superficial relationship, but to just really allow that brother to step into your life and just say, hey, man you know, how are you? What's going yes. on? You know, let's, let's chop it up. Let me, let me make sure you're good, you know, and that every stage of my life and it from literally going all the way back to middle school, you know, to the present day, um, I can think very fondly of the relationships that I have gained. Um, the brothers, you know, a lot of, you know, faces and names are coming to my memory of cats who just really impacted my life and still impact my life, you know? And so, um, again, that sense of brotherhood is just what has propelled me to um, be who I am, you know, do what I do and the capacities that I hold and, you know, the students I have the privilege to serve and just, yeah, I, I mean, I could literally go on and on and on right. about brotherhood. It's, right. it's just something that just really makes, continues to make a significant difference in my life. And you had on a lot of great points and you know, brothers being able to be there for one another, you know, mm -hmm. hold each other up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the reason behind that is because of the relatability. The yeah. root of relationship is relate. When yeah. you can relate, you know, it's easier to have that relationship. You have yeah. brothers who are going through the same struggle, going through, you know, the same uh, hard comings, mm -hmm. you know, the same hardships, having the mm -hmm. same kind of come ups, mm -hmm. single parent households. Yeah. 
no yeah. father households yeah. or abusive yeah. or yeah. neglected father households. Yeah. Um, oldest childs uh, having to put a lot of stuff on their back, carry yeah. a lot of stuff. And yeah. when you are able to let go of that with another brother mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. let that be reciprocated, you know, yeah. you let go of your load, I let go of mine. Yeah. You know, it's so beautiful because then we can lean on one another. Then we can, you yeah. know, wrap our arms around each other and go towards our goal together, yeah. not not that's by ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's so powerful. And yeah. you know, it's very it's it's um it's not talked about enough because no. we see a lot of brothers who kind of do it by themselves or um, yeah. look to do it by themselves or, you know, find validation in, you know, the wrong things, the wrong people. Yeah. And it, it just leads you astray. It leads you down the wrong path. And, um, yeah, it's mm -hmm. just we, we have to hold brotherhood to what it has meant throughout the years mm -hmm. since the beginning of time mm -hmm. we have seen a band of brothers just continue to destroy but also build mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. when you have you know such powerful beings such yeah. as men such as brothers who are banded together it it can be destructive it can be destructive yeah. or it can also yeah. build it can. it can also build yeah it can and, and I think you know you hit on a point where it it's it's important for, if, if we're using examples of brothers, you know, mm -hmm. just brotherhood, it's important for both parties or all parties to allow each other, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it, allow each other to be their full, genuine, authentic yes. self yes. and be accepting of who this brother is across right. from me and them reciprocate and say, well, mm -hmm. I accept you as you are. Exactly. Um, because, you know, we we don't know how people were raised. We don't know, you know, when we meet people, we know their names yeah. and, you know, we might know their hometown and, you know, their career choice and things of that nature. But we don't know how deep those roots go. And so we don't know if they grew up in a household. Like I use myself as an example. You know, I come from a generation where I remember very vividly um, not being allowed to demonstrate or exhibit a full range of emotions mm. you know i i was told you know boys don't cry mm. you know uh, you, you keep crying i'm gonna give you something to cry about you know yeah. and you, know. you you better get up and dust yourself off and uh -huh. keep going instead you know it was almost like i can only be happy or right. i can be angry exactly you know I, there was There's nothing no in between, between uh -huh. you know and so and just you know and again not knowing how deep those roots grow in that brother that you meet creating that rapport, building that relationship and letting them know I accept you flaws and all. Right. Whoever you are, I'm willing to just accept you as you come instead of almost mandating that you fit into this exactly. mold of what I think a brother yeah. should be and what I think a man should be. Mm -hmm. And if you don't fit that mold, then we can't rock. You know, and I, I'm not cool with you. And so for me, because like I said, you know, I started college thinking I knew everything about everything, but I quickly learned how sheltered um, I was when I just began to have conversation with, you know, cats from all over the nation and even beyond the borders of the United States and just helped me to really realize, okay, I know what I know, but I don't know everything. Exactly. And you know what you know, but you don't know everything, but there are bonds that we have and there are commonalities, but our differences shouldn't separate us from being able to click and say 
Well, you know, none of that matters. Yeah, you from Florida? Yeah, I'm from California. My my freshman roommate was from Long Beach, California. I had never been to Long Beach. (laughs) Only thing I knew about Long Beach was Snoop Dogg, you know, and that was it. You know, and so it's like, in my mind, that's what I'm thinking. Is your life like the rap videos that we see? Is this what you're... And he was like, no, man. It wasn't, you know, and so we really connected and got to know each other. And then, you know, again, the relationship just took off. And it's just like, you know, again, I just believe in the power of brotherhood, just being able to say, I am my brother's keeper and really mean it, you know, and the person and the brother who's hearing that knows it for themselves. So they know it's not just lip service, Mm. you know, and I know, you know, I always talk about Morehouse and how we do it. The very fabric of what Morehouse was created to do was to create a brotherhood. And we haven't missed a beat yet, you know? So for me, that set the tone, that set the platform, they provided me with the blueprint. And so wherever I went, even during my time as a student, and then afterwards as an alumnus, I knew how to create community with men. Mm-hmm. I knew how to create community with brotherhood, you know, with brothers and with in the brotherhood, um, creating mentor initiatives, you know, and jobs that I've held, knowing how to be fraternal mm. in the fraternal organizations that I joined, because believe it or not, not everyone who joins a fraternity mm. knows how to be fraternal. Mm. You know, they may have their own reason and rationale for why they join and they may not really be the kind of person that's aligned to connect with another brother, you know, in the trenches and locked in arms yes. or doing work, community yes. service, growing, serving, whatever the case may be. And so in every phase of my life that I could think of, personally, professionally, spiritually, um, brotherhood is at the core of it. You know, I, my, you know, my best friend, you know, is a male, you know, and I, I, I don't know, you know, it just, it has made a significant difference in my life. It was something that I sought for reasons that I was not always clear about, um, but it has made such an impression on my life. And, you know, I know I am where I am because of, again, that willingness on my part to continue to be that little brother while I'm also simultaneously being that big brother. Because, yes, you're right. I do. I do hold um, a little bit of power, if you will, in the positions that I hold and a little bit of cachet and prestige. But at the same time, I'm still a little brother. Right. I'm still a mentee. You know, as much as I mentor others, I am still a very active mentee and I know how to uh, simultaneously serve in that role. You know, I receive what I receive from my mentors and my big brothers, and then I find unique and individual ways on how I can pay it forward, you know, and so it's not a sense of where I've reached the ceiling and I've achieved all the brotherhood that I, not at all, you know, I don't know that there is. Um, a pinnacle to it, you know, because it evolves and it changes over time, especially as I grow older and put more candles on my birthday cake, priorities change, thought processes change, life changes, you know, whatever the case may be. But brotherhood, man, it is it's in the fabric of who I am um and what I'm privileged to do professionally and otherwise. And um yeah, nothing like it, man. There's nothing, it's like, nothing it. like it. There's nothing like it. Uh, you know, we was talking earlier about the cycles mm-hmm. of brotherhood. You have older brothers, yeah. uh, the little brothers, mm-hmm. and 
you know, as those older brothers go on to, you know, what they pursue, their goals yeah. and dreams, those little brothers, you know, become those older brothers for, you know, the next generation. Yeah. It's yeah. a cycle, yep. you know, a cycle of mentorship. And, yep. you know, just speak a little bit about that. Like, what does mentorship entail in terms mm. of, like, looking at it through the lens of brotherhood and the boundaries of mentorship, how we can expand that? And that's a great question. Great question. Um, you know, some of the most positive mentors that I've had in my life have been males. Um, and so there's that fine line of mentorship, brotherhood that we walk um, in the relationship. But for me, that mentorship really is grounded in some of the same characteristics that, you know, attribute is uh, we can attribute to um, real genuine brotherhood um, an interest a genuine interest in who I am in my well-being and mm. my progress um, finding those unique ways that someone else can contribute to my growth and development provide opportunities for exposure um identify again those unique ways that they can bring something to the table you know I, I think about uh my best friend you know he's younger than me um but he is a husband and he's a father um he's a medical doctor you know his own his own business I mean he's he he can check a lot of different boxes in his life and some of those boxes I cannot check yeah. be just because of where I am in life and so when I think about him, and what he can show me and what it means to be a husband, what it means to be a father. He can be a mentor to me. Mm. And when it comes to like, we, we are, we're in all of the same fraternal organization together and the majority of them I've been in longer than him, I can be a mentor to him. Mm. Graduated from Morehouse before he did. I started my professional career before I did, before he did, you know? And so it's like that symbiotic relationship of, I can do for you in some ways, you can do for me in some ways, but at the same time, the brotherhood is still at the core. But again, it's it's almost a sense of on Monday, he's the mentor and I'm the mentee. Then on Tuesday, I'm the mentor and right. he's the mentee. And it just mm -hmm. kind of organically goes back and forth. You know, he can call me and we'll talk for two, three hours at a time. Mm -hmm. And in the course of that conversation, you know, the roles go so back, back and, forth, and forth, back and forth, you know. And so for me, it's just that real genuine interest of connecting, maintaining that connection, um, being genuinely invested in someone's life, you know, using all of who you are in your existence, all of your lived experiences, professional, personal, spiritual, whatever the case may be, to allow that to come to the surface and be who you need to be for that individual that you're interacting with, you know, to just really offer insight, input, direction, correction, um, aspiration, you know, whatever the case may be. Now, when it comes to boundaries, I can't think of, you know, anything being out of bounds, you know, because I remember a conversation I had forever ago when I was a hall director um, with one of my residents and I was kind of going through some things at that point and she heard how often I talked about my best friend and it was funny because she kind of in that role again the roles reversed mm -hmm. I'm her hall director but she was like wait 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 a minute 
you telling me all this stuff you're going through. She was like, well, why won't you let your best friend be your best friend? And I was like, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and she hit me with it and, yeah. I, and it was nothing I could say other than, you're right. You're right. You know, I'm sitting there trying to be a man and go through this on my own and figure it out. And right. I got a support system that's just waiting there like, um, my phone works. Yeah, that's real. Where you at? You that's know, and real. so when she, with that simple reminder, I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I need to reach out, allow him to be who he has been in my life in the past and allow him to maintain that position in the present. You know, so like I say, when it comes to boundaries, Nah, you know, he lives in Alabama, you know. I mean, so we talk about geographical at that time. Yeah, it's I, not. Listen, I'm it's talking, not. yeah, I can he could be two, three o'clock in the morning. Uh, the phone rang and it's him, I'm answering. You know, and I know he'll do the same. I mean, he's a husband, father, business owner, and all this and got three kids, but he know I'm sure if I pick up the phone, he'd be like, What's up? You good? Yeah. I mean, so nothing is out of bounds, no topic is out of bounds. Yeah. Um, we both are rooted in our religious beliefs. We're both rooted in family. Our values really align really closely. Um, so, yeah, I can't really think of a boundary that I would place on that and say, hey, man, we're not going there. Yeah. You know, or anyone, you know, that I work with, you know, I, I believe in being very transparent, you yeah. know, as a mentor yeah. um, and as a brother. You know, I I am where I am in life, but I've also made some missteps and some mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want anybody to be under the impression that, you know, I've had a flawless, perfect life. Right. Far from the truth, exactly. you know? And so I believe in using, I believe in the reality that not everything I go through is for me. Mm -hmm. If I, if I, if something happens to me in my life mm -hmm. and I experience a tragedy or something tragic or traumatic i don't always assume that that's something just for me you know if i go through that moment and then 5 10 20 years later i bump into a brother and then they are going through something similar mm -hmm. i can then say hey man i i went through the same thing and offer real assurance real inspiration and to be able to relate to where they've gone through you know, because I've been there. So I, I do, I really believe, you know, you know, I, I, I believe I mean, as a man of faith, I don't believe that God makes mistakes, you know, so, so everything I go through, I don't always say, woe is me. Why am I going through this? I always look and say, this has to be for something bigger than me, right? I'm going through this so I can help someone else. So I can relate to someone else. So I can point to the victory that I've had mm. and share with someone else, you know? And so to me, no boundaries, no limitations. Um, it just, you know, I guess for me, the only, you know, parameters that I put in there that it needs to be genuine and it needs to be true. You know, I, I, you know, you, I mean, you meet some people who, especially in my capacities, you know, people who look at me almost as a commodity, mm. you know, yeah, I need to get to know Mr. Span because, you know, he can write me a letter of recommendation or, he can help get me a job and he can help. And, and I, and it comes with the territory and the positions that I've served in. So I don't take offense to it, but I do appreciate, you know, like yourselves, you know, those brothers who will allow me to just come into their life and say, I'm going to be connected to this dude yeah. for whatever reason, we just going to be connected. And when I graduate, that connection going to stay, you know, and I appreciate those opportunities to be that because I know what I've, how I've benefited in my life from those connections. And so I want to be that for others. And that's why I work in the field that I do, because 
it provides me that opportunity to be that point of contact yeah. and that resource and to espouse the values of brotherhood, yes. you know, and demonstrate what it really can be yes. if you allow it to be instead of just this commodity of I'll hit you up if I need a ride. To, it's like, right. let me be more than just your chauffeur. Yeah. You know, let me be that big brother that you may need. Let me be an additional. Let me be a father figure. Let me be that cool uncle that you but reach that, out to when you need help. It does. It, it really does. It really does. And, and it goes a long way when you when you normalize that in a relationship. When you normalize that it is okay to speak on those concerns you have. Speak on those fears. Now, granted, you know, as arrogant as I can be as a Morehouse man, even as a Kappa, I still have my moments when I'm like, oh, okay, I've been presented with this opportunity. Am I going to be able to be successful? Yeah. I had concerns about, you know, pursuing my doctorate. And I was like, oh, I've done a lot of school, but a doctorate, that's on a whole nother level. It's like, can I cut it? Mm. Now, my ego tells me, absolutely, you can exactly. cut it. But when I sit down and crack them books and I got to read all these theory and write all these papers and synthesize it, I'm like, you know, and I got to dig deep, you know, but again, my support system, my best friend, you know, he went to medical school. So he's like, you can do it, you know, and he cheered me on on the sideline, you know, and my family and other members, you know, and homeboys and fraternity brothers. And so it's just that cyclical nature of, again, who do I have in my life and what can they be at that moment when I need it? And again, for me, the recurring theme is I am your brother and I got your back. Yes. You know, and then so that's the same. I want to be in their cycle as well. Yes. As I have individuals in my cycle, I want to be in theirs and say, I got you. Right. Whatever you need. I'm only a phone call away, a FaceTime away, a plane ticket away, you know, a little short trip on the road away, you know, and so... Um, no boundaries, man. All love, like I say, genuine and true. That that's those are my requirements. Genuine. I'm gonna be me, and I want to encourage you to be you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it could be a beautiful thing. It okay. could be a beautiful thing if you know all parties involved allow it to be. You know, and I, you know, I've never been one. I know there was a time. I don't know if it's still a thing where you know everybody prefaced everything with you know no homo. You know, you my boy, no homo. You know, you, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't subscribe to needing to qualify that. You right. know, and just put a label on that. You know, I have no problem telling my best friend I love him. Right. I don't right. say, hey man, I love you, no homo. Yeah. You know, because you my what, no my homo. Boy, you know what? You exactly. Know what we on. You know what we about. You know, and I don't, I don't yeah. So you know, I, and for some reason that just popped in me. I'm just like, we got to normalize just really just being. Our genuine, our, our full, genuine, authentic selves, and allowing those who come into our space to be the same. Because mm. you know, I got people in in my life that are all over the spectrum. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm people who know where how I serve. You know, my faith and things of that nature. But yet, they still may be of the queer community. Doesn't mean that they're not going to interact with me. Doesn't mean that I'm going to push them away. I accept all. My name is James, not yeah. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a heaven or hell for anybody yet. I'm going to demonstrate Jesus' love to any and everybody if they allow me to. And that's why I say if I extend my hand in genuine and true brotherhood, it's up to them to say, I'll do the same. Exactly. But I'm if they don't extend their hand, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to stand by. You know? 
I'm gonna be me regardless. And right. I I know how to be a brother, big and little. And uh, I'm gonna continue to be wow. that. That's powerful. So yeah, I man. know how to be a brother, big and little. Yeah. And you know, it's it's going back to what you were saying, being able to not submit, but kind of be vulnerable, yeah. be um transparent and allow allow yourself to be that little brother allow yeah. yourself to be mentored yeah we have a lot of folks that think they know it all and think they got it all figured out and some yeah. of them about like 18 like you really don't know nothing at that age yeah. you really starting to learn if we're being real yeah and what you know we were just talking about this the other day one thing i've always always um you know prided myself on is waking up every day and saying i'm gonna be a student of this world i'm yeah. gonna be a student of life yeah i'm gonna soak up all yeah. that i need to i'm gonna ask god to allow me to be in a humble state where i'm able to receive the wisdom that he is teaching me through my experiences mm -hmm. each and every day mm -hmm. and that's something you know i i want to do each and every day because i don't want my only learning to be in the classroom i don't want the only yeah. education I get to be in a classroom from mm -hmm. a professor. Mm -hmm. I want to learn from life and mm -hmm. I want to be able to do that. So I must submit myself to him, to yeah. my father. Yeah. And we have a lot of brothers that aren't able to do that. And, you know, I, it's not, it's just something they were never taught. So mm -hmm. it's not something that should be held against them. You mm -hmm. know, something that should be, waved over their head it's just not something they were taught you know you they may not have fathers in their life yeah. may not have yeah. um you know these figures these authority figures that were there to teach them such things such as brotherhood mm -hmm. such as you know mm -hmm. being a little brother mm -hmm. and uh also going back to what you were saying about the um seeing everything as a bigger picture yeah and seeing the bigger purpose mm -hmm. this is not happening for me but this may be happening for mm -hmm. a bigger one for mm -hmm. a bigger reason for mm -hmm. a bigger purpose yeah. i was um watching an inky johnson video yeah. <laughs> one of these one yeah. of these weeks ago yeah. and he was talking about um you know an uh, individual being attached to not only mission but purpose mm. when you go through a trial you go through a hard coming and you say, this is not only happening for me, but you shift that me to a we, you make mm. that M turn upside down, mm. then that individual becomes so powerful to the point yeah. where he cannot be stopped. Yeah. Because when you are attached to purpose, yeah. not only are you powerful, but also mission. Yeah. Attaching it to, this is greater than me. I'm going to use this, use this situation to not only make me better, but to make those around me better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to make sure those around me know that they can they should not go down this path that I just went on mm -hmm. and helping them guiding them along that track mm -hmm. you know it's it's very powerful and yeah. I was talking about in the last episode life isn't really about what we go through it's about how we view what we go through our perspective mm -hmm. on it our perception and you know mm -hmm. everything does happen for a reason yeah well everything does happen for a reason and you also have to give it a reason like mm. just because mm. something mm. bad has happened just because mm. for example you know there's some things in life that um just can't I don't think you can just say to somebody this happened for a reason like you yeah. have mothers yeah. losing losing children you have you know 
children being raised in very abusive, toxic, neglected households. Yeah. And I don't think we can say that this happens for a reason, but if they were to shift their perception on it mm -hmm. and see mm -hmm. the bigger purpose, the mm -hmm. bigger vision, mm -hmm. then then I think they would be able to see that this this is a reason, you know, mm -hmm. that the path that I'm on right now wouldn't have been mm -hmm. if this didn't have, mm -hmm. if this didn't happen. And that's such a hard, you know, perspective to shift, such a hard yeah. new vision to have. Yeah. But also yeah. it is so powerful and yeah. we can't, you know, we can't um, neglect or, you know, turn down people who are going through these hard comings mm -hmm. and getting lost in it because there are some things that I don't think we can say this is happening for a reason. But yeah. if that individual works or percept mm -hmm. differently, mm -hmm. percept the situation just a little bit differently, mm -hmm. you can see the reason. You can see, you can see a reason to give, yeah. you know, a reason yeah. that was given this to happen. And, and it's hard to do in it the is. moment. It is. You know, it, it could definitely be hard. You know, you're thinking, you know, and, and it does. And to me, it doesn't even have to be something so grave and on a, such a grand scale. It could literally be like I remember, um, being frustrated driving. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, and I, I don't drive as fast as I used to, but back in the day, I used to drive really fast, and I used to get mad. You know, it's like I'm trying to get to this light. And then by the time I get up there, turn red. I'm like, hey, Mr. Light. I'm already know. And then I'm thinking, you know, I'm mad because I'm trying to get what I'm trying to get. And I'm trying to be what I'm trying to be and yeah. do what I'm trying to do. And then I look further down the road. Now nah, I done saw this car down there that got, you know, T-bone and got hit. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I ain't now all of a sudden I ain't mad at the red light. Uh -huh. You know, and so I've had to learn how to realize, you know, Things happen the way they're supposed to, but you're right. How do I perceive it? Yes. And in one moment, I'm mad at this red light because I'm trying to get what I'm trying to get. But then as I look, I'm like, oh, that could have been me. All right. That could, the car that was living in front of me that made the light is the car that got hit. That could have been, you know, and so in the moment, it can be hard, you know, but also just, again, for me, it's always been a, uh, a reality in my life to maintain the thought process again this this may not be for me now granted i'm not saying everything i go through is you know for external there are some things that i know that i've experienced in my life that have been for my own edification exactly but then i also realize if if it's the lord will the lord will reveal to me is this for me or is this for somebody else right you know, because that's one of the things, you know, I remember my pastor always talking about, you know, with the sermon preparation and things of that nature. You know, he would always say the word convicts me before it convicts you. Mm. You know, it's like, you know, I'm doing the studying and I'm preparing, you know, to try to be a blessing, you know, to, the, you know, the flock that the Lord has blessed me to be a shepherd over. But at the same time, this word is penetrating me. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's letting me know I'm convicting you in the areas that need conviction. And now I'm freeing you up to then go and stand in front of this congregation and say, thus says the Lord, mm. you know, so we're not absolved from, you know, the experience or the lesson in these moments, but not everything we go through is specifically or solely for us, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, again, going back to my pastor, he would always say, 
don't get all you can and then can all you get. You know, you got all wow. these experiences you going through yeah. and you get it all, get it all, get it all. And then you just literally Bottle can it up. up and be like, nope, just for me. Right. And he's like, don't get it all and then can it all. He's like, share. Be willing to say, hey, I too have done this. I too have experienced this and let me help you. Let me be a blessing. Let me share my testimony mm-hmm. so you can get to the point, you know, because you never know who's listening. You never know never who's know. viewing. And so if I take the time to be vulnerable again and to be transparent and share how I was here, but now I'm here. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be all that someone needs to hear to be yes. like, because, you know, it's, 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 it's hard sometimes. It's hard sometimes to conceptualize faith. Mm. You know, we talk about it. You know, we sing songs about it. You know, we talk about that mustard seed and we talk. But it's hard to sometimes just really have that faith and just say, I believe. Mm. But I think when you hear from somebody else and you realize, well, if Lord, if you bless them, I know you can do it for me. You know, and I'm not I'm not above being transparent and sharing what I've gone through and what I've overcome, if it can be a blessing to someone mm-hmm. else, you know, and that's why I say, I, I, I have no problems being transparent. I, I, I'm not the kind of person um, or professional that, you know, keeps people at arm's distance. You know, I, 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 if anything, I've done the direct opposite. I've tried to humanize what it means to be a student affairs administrator and I've also tried to demystify. I, I know that I'm not, um, I guess, the typical or even stereotypical college administrator. Now, I'm not walking around, you know, mm-hmm. with a tie and suit on and hello, hello, and how are you? I'm like, hey, what's going on? What's up yeah. with you? Shoot them deuces and, get, you know, right. and I'm not pretending to be. I'm being me. This That's is authentic. This is who I am, you know? Self. Forget all them degrees I got. Forget all that professional experience. I'm just a little, you know, chubby dude from South Florida. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I'm a little, I come from country folk. My folk raised in, you know, rural South Georgia. You know, that's where my roots go to. You know, so it's like, I don't care where I go in life. I'm going to be me. I'm yes. not going to put on these airs and walk in the room and have my nose all stuck in the air and all, you know, because yeah. people, people, want to be able to relate and especially in the work that i do i need people to feel that they can connect to me exactly. you know instead of i don't know who that is but i also don't feel that i can approach him mm. you know and then when i extend my hand they look at me like oh, i don't know who are you i don't know who you are your nose all up in the air and you way up there in the ivory tower and so for me it's just about going through what i've gone through Praying that the Lord revealed to me, is it for me or is it for someone else? And if it is for me, to God be the glory. If it's for somebody else, Lord, I pray you give me the opportunity to share exactly. and to be a blessing to someone else. You know, and, you know, I always think about, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I'm from Florida and I always ask the Lord, you know, why am I in Michigan? Why am I still in Michigan? And true to form, uh, you know, the Lord, will, he will reveal, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a moment. Like I remember this summer had a student that I had not really ever really connected with. And they were going through something on campus. They had just recently graduated, but were still kind of working in a capacity at the university. And they came to the office. No, I came into the office and, you know, my executive secretary was like, hey, this student came by 
and you know was looking for you. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, were they looking for me because there was no one else in the office? You know, because there are a lot of other people in this office that students can connect with. And the secretary was like, no, she wanted to talk to you. And I was like, well, I don't really know that student that with. So when the student found me and started sharing, what they shared was what they shared was what I needed to hear. Mm. And they needed to hear what I had to say. Wow. And they shared with me, I came to you because I knew you was gonna give it to me straight. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm and I'm thinking to myself, but I don't even really know you like that. Right. So that just let That's me know that, that my reputation had preceded me, mm -hmm. that someone else that I had been that way with probably said to them, You need to go holler at Mrs. Fan. Uh -huh. You know, and it's cause I cause I'm still just like looking at the student like, I know you, but I don't know you. Yeah. And yet you really seeking me out to be like, I just need to talk to you. And, stuff. and I'm just like, oh, I'm like, run it by me. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And when it hit me and I just started saying what I had to say, and she was like, that's why I wanted to talk to you. Yeah. Because I knew you was going to give it to me straight. And I was like, whatever way do I know how to be? Mm. You know? And so I don't have time, I can say, to be walking around on air acting like I'm more important than I really am and getting the big head and all this kind of stuff. I... I'm just a vessel for the Lord to use me to serve and be a blessing to others. And it just happens to be right now at Central Michigan University in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And I, 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 and I believe in blooming where I'm planted and I believe in being obedient to where the Lord has called me to be and what he's called me to do. And so like that humility is amazing. And it, it yeah, speaks man. for itself. Yeah. Um, you know, as I, as I was saying earlier, we got a lot of people that think they know it all, and no. you don't. You know, no. you don't think that you do. You know that you don't. I know that. And I know. there is there is confidence and there's strength in that. And yeah. like I said, being able to be a student of life, a student of the world, and soak in all you can. You know, you you were saying just this summer, yeah. you still learning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To this day, after yeah. all these positions of leadership, yeah. after elevating onto yep. a executive director position mm -hmm. like you are still learning and soaking up all that there is to soak up absolutely and there's so much power in that you know yeah. just um also speaking on you know trying to just um just trying to be your authentic self yeah uh you were speaking on that earlier mm -hmm. it's it's also very powerful and uh it's something I'm still learning to do. Okay. Uh, a lot of people yeah. in college, I think they find that throughout the years, yeah. their authentic self. And some people find it, I mean, you're still finding it throughout sure. life. Sure. You know, yeah. still finding how to be authentically you, unapologetically, mm -hmm. respectfully mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And um, when you do, I don't mm. think you can really lose it because no. you see no. you see the values that you stand for. You see the yeah. boundaries that need to be set. And once you're authentically you, people respect it as well. Like you yeah. see the respect that goes around from, you know, your peers. And that is able to build you up, able to make you feel like you're doing something right. Yeah. And when you do do that, uh, I think the humility comes as well because, um, you see the lives that you're changing. You see mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. you're pouring out into others and mm -hmm. you see it doesn't come from yourself. And when you see that, it allows you to step down, step below to put mm -hmm. God up on that altar where, you know, his his spot is supposed That's to reside. His rightful place. Um, yeah. His rightful place. Yeah. And, you know, pouring outside of his cup instead of mm -hmm. your own, it will mm -hmm. 
It will always mm-hmm. lead you to, on the right path. It will always lead you. I agree. Never lead you astray. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, it, it's, but I, I will say this. I don't envy your generation mm-hmm. because you all have been brought up with so much outside influence and so much pressure to um, assimilate so much pressure it, it, it's it's almost like it makes the journey to discovering your full and genuine authentic self that much more difficult because there is so much uh influence you know i mean i i didn't grow up you know with technology like that you know that kind of that, there was no internet when i was a little kid you know i'm i remember the first you know music videos that ever came on tv kind of stuff you know i'm I'm that old, you know, and so, but when I think about, you know, the pressure that you all have as a generation to feel that you have to be cool and being cool means wearing a certain label, wearing your hair a certain way, being a certain way, you know, I, I, it, it just blows my mind and it breaks my heart at the same time. You know, because again, I know that's making the journey that much more difficult. Right. You kind of you feel know? like you have to live up to that standard yeah, that they to. put up for you. To be in, to be yeah. in the in crowd. I mean, no one, I, I think at a very organic level, we all seek love and community. We do. And so no We're one wants to creature. No one wants to create an opportunity where they are on an island on right. their own. So if everybody wins J's, hey mama, I need money to get some J's because my boys, and it's just like that pressure. And and it's so funny because I remember feeling that same way growing up. And I tell you in a minute, man, I, I, I've i never owned a pair of Jordans. Well, no, I, I've owned Nikes, but I've never owned a pair of Jordans. And I think back on growing up and just how I had absolutely no problem just because it was the reality. Shopping for school clothes, out of the JCPenney catalog, <laughs> out of the Sears catalog. And it was so funny, man, because I would be rocking, you know, uh, an Izod polo, you know, some, you know, corduroys and some Chuck Taylors. Mm-hmm. And you would swear I had paid like a million dollars for that outfit. Because mm-hmm. when I, once it once it got on me, yeah. I could, and that's why I was like, I make the clothes. The clothes don't make me. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why I say I I feel my heart breaks for this generation because there's so much pressure to assume a personality that might not really be yours. Right. Or to assume a position that you really aren't built to play, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, you know, when you find those individuals who really are being their genuine self, that's why I support it. That's why I encourage them because I'm like, I know how hard it is for you to be willing to wear your hair a different way than others. I know how, how difficult it is for you to really want to go right when everybody else is going left. I'm going to encourage you to go right and go right yeah. on with you, you know, because it's it's that power, man. It's yeah. that power and just being your genuine self, you know. I mean, all, none of us, um, I, I remember my mom, and it's funny that I'm saying, because, you know, I think so much on my mom and just, you know, obviously my mom was born in love it to death. You know, but I remember her always saying to me, you were a single birth, mm-hmm. you know, so don't try to be like you run around with a twin and trying to be like everybody else. You were a single birth. 
you be you. And I was like, yes, ma'am. And it, it just resonated Man, with me. And nobody can be you better. Nobody. Nobody. And I used to tell people all the time, I'm not practicing being me. I'm not. This is me. Right. And you can't beat me being me. Right. Not on your, not on my worst day <laughs> and on your best day. Uh, and you beat me being me. Exactly. You know? And so, and some people hear uh -huh. that, some people hear that from a place of ego and a place of pride. It's not. And I'm like, that ain't confident. it. I was made this way, exactly. fearfully and wonderfully made mm -hmm. this way, unique as my fingerprints, mm -hmm. you know, and so I own that 100%. I applaud others for being who they are and doing what they do. I don't have a jealous bone in my body. I'm mm -hmm. not trying to be like they are because I know, and it's so funny, and I, I guess I could be honest and say I no longer have jealous bones in my body because sure, there were times when I was like, man, I want to be married. I want these kids. I want to live in this big house like my partners. I want to have cars like them. But then when I would have conversations with them and they would be like, man, yeah, I got all that. But, you know, when I was a hall director, they say, but you get the summer off. Mm. You know, and you get to just travel and kick it and go like here and go there. That I'm lie, like, that grass greener on the other side. So lie. true. So true. <laughs> I'm sitting there looking at parts of their life being envious. And they looking at parts of my life like, yeah, but. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, and so at that point, that's when my whole mentality shifted. And I'm like, if it's the Lord's will, I will get all of that. Exactly. But I'm not going to seek all of that and overlook how the Lord has chosen to bless mm. me, you know, and said, I'll just thank you for the blessings, but I want that. Right. There ain't no thank you, yeah, but. You sound like a spoiled kid. Exactly. Ain't no thank you for this, but. <laughs> I want, thank you for giving me what you're giving me, but I want what you're having, what you, I want what you're giving them. Right. You know, the Lord don't get no, you know, nothing out of that. He's looking at you like, all right, man. All right, then watch this. Let me, uh, <laughs> Stop blessing you, you and see try, how you feel about you go that. Ahead, try that. You know, you like, Lord, where you at? Where you at? I don't feel you no more. I don't, where you at? I'm sorry. I, I repent, you know. But no, man, I, I do. I, my heart really does break for your generation, you know, because there's so much pressure being placed on you all to just conform. You know, I always think back on how I, how Charles Barkley with his commercial and he was just, just, uh, he was, I mean, people just didn't hear what he was trying to say. He kept saying, I am not your child's role model. Your child don't know me. Yeah. I'm a dude playing basketball on TV. He's never met me, never shaken my hand. He's never sat in the room. We've never broken bread together. I am not that role model. Mm -hmm. You need to be, you in the house with him, the people in their community. And so when I heard that, I was like, yes. And I, I thank the Lord that I have people in my life who are those role models. I, I'm not trying to be like LeBron James or Magic Johnson or, you know, uh, any of these. I, I know the people in my life who I aspire to be somewhat like, you know, and to just kind of say, I know who I am and the skills and the talents the Lord has blessed me with and the gifts that I have. But I also look forward to the opportunities to be on the platform that I can use them mm. to your glory as you bless others in those types of ways. Yeah. But man, it's just it's it's just amazing how again when you change, like you mentioned, you change your perception, change perception and just say, what is this? What is this that's happening right now? You know, am I okay with it? You know, and the growth and the maturation. And the process, because I mean, it, it, people in my life, and I'm really blessed that I've had people in my life, you know, like I say, going all the way back to grade school, 
And I say that's a blessing because they've seen me at all these different stages and phases of my life. And they can chart the progress to be able to say, I remember back when you, and now look at you. Mm -hmm. And I remember, because I met you in college, and now look at it, and I met you in high school, but I met you in middle school, and I met you in elementary school. Mm -hmm. And to be able to see, I see who you, and for me to be able to do the same, and be able to speak to their growth and elevation, that's not, um, that's nothing to take lightly, you know, because, and and I remember, you know, you know, I feel like I'm rambling now, but I feel like I'm on something here. Yeah. I remember when I was in um, having a conversation with my mom about dating, you know, because, you know, I think mothers always want, you know, my mom talks about quality of life over quantity of life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she always talks about, you know, married men live longer than single men. So she's been like on me forever about you need to find your help me mm-hmm. get married. And I'm like, mama, if it if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But I understand what she means by it and what she, what is rooted and grounded in. She's not necessarily just looking at it from like a superficial level. She's like, no, I know what a help meet literally can be for you and to you, you know? And so I appreciate, you know, that outside perspective and I appreciate her pushing me to aspire for it. And again, be humble enough to realize I'm good by myself but I could be better with someone else. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Just to have someone, you know, whether it is, you know, my dudes or my brothers and my homeboys, but obviously, you know, when it comes to different lanes in life that we travel, different people serve different roles, you know? And so love my mama, but I love my brothers and I love helping people and I love serving others. And I just love being used by the Lord and being that, trying to be a blessing um, in ways that, you know, he places on my heart, you know, where he, where he place, tells me to go, um, not to go, you know, because Lord knows I I wanted what I wanted, you know. Couple that, bullets. Man, that was nothing, nothing, if, if I was writing the script of my life, Michigan wouldn't have been in it. Right. Mount Pleasant definitely wouldn't have been in it. I mean, I still got people that look at me. They're like, you left Atlanta, Georgia to move Mount to Pleasant. Mount Pleasant, Michigan? Yeah. And I'm like, listen, man, I believe in being obedient. Amen. And when I know I was praying and fasting and fasting and praying, and I heard from the Lord, and that's why I say obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. I believe, and I heard the Lord very plainly say, go to the land which I will show you. And I'm like, let's go. And he brought you here. And 19 years later, you know, I'm still trying to be a blessing to others, you know, and I appreciate the opportunity and I appreciate the exposure. Um, And I I would like to believe, you know, the people that I encounter appreciate me for being me, you know, because like I said, I'm I'm, I'm not trying to be anybody other than me, you know, and I want people to see me for who I am because I'd like to believe that that provides them an opportunity to realize they can be real. Mm. You know, and come in and close the door yeah. and chop it up and not have to worry about it. if I ask how you doing. Oh, I'm fine. Be like, no, for real, how you doing? Like, let's break it down. Well, I'm going through this and going through that. And I'm like, thank you. Because thank you for being honest. Yeah, you know? because when you your authentic self, it yeah. makes others want to break out of that shell. It makes others want I hope to so. put that face down. I hope so. And I've seen that myself. Like yeah. When you got that light, you let that light shine bright. It yeah. illuminates on other people. Yeah. And when you when your authentic self, your light may um, I don't know how to say it, but offend somebody or they okay. they may okay. see it 
Like they want to yeah. dim your light. Oh, they gonna get out of that light. They yeah. gonna remove themselves yeah. because they don't like to. They don't like the light illuminating their insecurities. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. light to illuminate mm-hmm. on what they have to fix, what they mm-hmm. have to heal, and they will remove themselves. But all those mm-hmm. who want a piece of that light, who want that for themselves, they gonna stay around. Mm-hmm. They gonna see how yeah. can I, how can I remove this darkness so I can shine bright as well. So I can be my authentic self because I've seen like these past few months, it's so freeing to just be you unapologetically, no matter the room, no matter the space, no matter the people, like just be you and find strength in that. Like there's nothing like it because it's so draining to put on a face. (laughs) It's so draining to cold switch as we say. Yeah, to um yeah. have to use specific <laughs> verbiage, and yeah. obviously relationships will look different. Like a sure. friendship will look different than a me talking to my professor. Yeah, but yeah. I'm still authentically me. Yeah, it's just the way that I the way that I present myself. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just a different, not a different version, but just a different um, you know, a different form of me. Mm-hmm. and i'm still mm-hmm. being me authentically and mm-hmm. when people see that they respect you and they respect that yeah. that you are being you because they will also they will respect yeah. it if they also are being themselves if they are also being authentic and i remember when um shortly after i moved up here um and i don't know what it is but you know cat from down south you know we love some white kicks you mm-hmm. know we just gotta have a fresh pair of white kicks and I was in Walmart, and I saw these little white kicks, and I was like, "Oh, like, I like those." Yeah, swooped them up, put them on. Like I say, when I because when I put it on, <laughs> it elevates to the next level. And I was walking around, I'm walking around like I'm floating on air. <laughs> One of my partners, you know, student that I worked with and knew and got to know, he was like, "Hey, um, where you get them shoes from?" I was like, "Walmart." He was like, I thought that's why. He was like, I can't believe. He was like, you, man, you you wear shoes from Walmart? And I'm thinking to myself, am I not supposed to? Right. You know, and he was like, I just wouldn't have thought that you would have. And I, and I had to ask him. I was like, why? I'm like, why, why, why am I above wearing shoes from Walmart? He was like, I mean, I just, I don't know. I just, I just, long story short, he went and bought a pair. Because when he saw me, in my status and the status that he had placed upon me yeah. and saying if he can wear shoes from Walmart, well, and I'm just like, I I've never I, I'm not saying I'm a trendsetter or anything, but I, my thing is, like you said, when I'm being my full and genuine authentic self, it gives others the freedom to say, Well, I too can do that. Right. You know, instead of looking at it like, man, you tripping wearing them shoes, because apparently it was something about them that caught his eye. Because I, he was like, "Man, them shoes." I thought that's what I saw. You got shoes from Walmart, yeah. I think they got your size too. You mean? And he went and got, and so it's just little examples like that of just freeing people up to say, "Because I'm I, in my mind, in my creative imagination, I'm seeing him walking around the store, seeing the shoes, and be like, ooh." Nah, man, my partners will get on me if I wear something like that. And then, you know how bad they'll talk about me if I, and that commentary playing in his head and made him keep rolling. Mm. 
they ain't got time to be worried about what about what people think about what I got on and yeah, you know and how much of a where I live. where I live, what I'm doing, who I serve, what I ain't got, I ain't got time for all. If I'm devoting, I can't remember who I heard say it, you know, but they talk about you know if you keep giving people a piece of your mind, eventually you ain't gonna have no mind. Mm. So I ain't got time to be worrying about. Don't be worrying. Let me talk about my shoes and don't be worrying about where I live and don't be worrying. Man, feel how you want to feel about it. I ain't worried about that. I, I know I'm being blessed because of my obedience. So I'll let you later. Those, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you be you, and, and let me be me. me. You know what I'm saying? It's like I ain't got time to be. You, how about this? You spend the first six months of the year worrying about your own business, and spend the next six months of the year getting out of mind. How about that? I ain't got time to be worried about you. And yeah, what you? You know, you don't put no food on my table. You right. don't put no clothes on my back. You don't keep no roof over my head. You don't put no gas in my car. You don't put no money in my car. Uh-huh. Feel how you want to feel, play. Uh-huh. You know, and so I just, again, in trying to be authentic and remaining authentic and just, especially in an environment like this, where you have young, impressionable people who are in these stages of life where they're forming and developing who they are. It's one thing when you in, you know, grade school and living at home with your parents and under their house and under their rule and things of that nature but when you step out and get a little bit of toe maybe a little foot into independence and understanding I'm on my own and I'm growing into who I was put on this earth to be I'm maturing I'm evolving I'm gaining insight I'm thinking differently feeling differently and having different thoughts and fit man I, I ain't got time to be around here trying to tell people who they supposed to be and what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I'm encouraged growth. I'm going to encourage development. You know, you talked about that learning that takes place beyond the borders of the classroom. I remember one of the things that I was so happy about in all of my academic career. I am so glad they can't charge me tuition for what I learned outside the classroom. Because, yes. I mean, that bill would be so high. That's what I'm saying. I love class. I'm a student. I'm a long, lifelong learner. I love, you know, a collecting. My partners always say, you love collecting degrees, don't you? And I'm like, I love learning. Yeah. But it's the learning that takes place beyond those borders that they can't put a price on. Right. That are that much more valuable because the exposure and the development of just what I've seen and what I've heard. I mean, I, I think about who I am today. Versus who I was when I arrived in those on this campus in this city in this state in May of two thousand five. That's not the same person. That's not, and I'm not the same person because of what I've been exposed to, and because I have fully immersed myself into a community that looks different than I do, feels different, and 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 just really just learning how to navigate that space, learning to bring who I am to the forefront learning how to be my full and genuine authentic self. And I actually have to, you know, give credit to one of my supervisors at the university for contributing to that as well. Because when I first came here, there was a lot of pressure being placed on me, almost in a sense, to assimilate. They're like, you in Michigan, you got to do things like we do in Michigan. You know, you you can't say soda. You got to call it pop. And I'm like, I've never called it pop. I've never even heard it called it. He's like, well, we call it pop up here. And I remember he sat me down. And he said, you know, we knew who you were when we hired you. We knew where you were coming from. We knew your background. We knew you were different than anybody else we had here. And that's why we hired you. So be you. And I was like, say less. (laughs) 
I'm like, you ain't got to tell me twice. Yeah. You know, and from that point on, because I because again, I understood being in a new environment and kind of like sticking out like that sore thumb because there was no one else here that I could like immediately relate to. I'm not from Michigan. I didn't attend a predominantly white institution. I did, I'm not from the Midwest. And there were so many knots that were in place. And you're not this, you're not that, not that. And I was just like, okay. Well, I'm not going to act like I'm from the Midwest. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend like I am, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just going to be me. Yeah. If you're cool with it, cool. If you're not, that's cool too. Right. And once I started being me, wearing them shoes from Walmart, foot walking around, Walmart rocking, shoes, doing what I'm doing. I'm telling you, man. Listen, when I started being me, people was like, okay. And they I see you for who you are. Exactly. And then they just started gravitating toward me. I see your heart. I see you really want to help me. And you don't expect anything in return other than me to be great and go on and do well academically and professionally. You're not looking for me to grease your palm. You're not looking for quid pro quo. I mean, and people just start realizing that for themselves. Like I say, that reputation started proceeding. Right. And people start realizing, oh, it's this dude from down south that's on this campus. Yeah. And you need to know who he is because he might be somebody that can help you. And the rest is history. That's real. You know, real. and the people that I've connected with, I've tried to elevate and, you know, encourage them to be themselves and, mm -hmm. and however small or large way they allowed me to be a part of their journey here as a student and their growth and exploration and development. And many of them I've maintained contact with after graduation and mm -hmm. now they're husbands and fathers and, you know, and professionals. And I still play a role in their life because, again, I'm still that big brother to them. And they still allow me to be that mm -hmm. big brother, you know? And so all circles back to the brotherhood, like I said, being genuine and true and being, you know, again, doing the Lord's work, you know, in the way that he's put before me. I had a conversation with a lady at uh, Kedoba not too long ago. And, um, you know, she was like, I saw you, you know, because um, Christ Central Choir had a concert at a, in a, one of the churches in the um, community. Oh. And they asked me to, you know, share a word. And she just kept looking at me and Kenova, and I was like, "Why? Well, you know, she ticking at you, boy? What's up?" I'm thinking, you know, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, she trying to hop, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, lady, you see it, you see it. And she was like, "You look so familiar to me." And I was like, "Well, I, you know, of course, me be me." I'm like, "I get that a lot. I get that a lot." And she was like, "Oh, I remember where I know you from. You was up there preaching when the quiet." And I was like, "Yeah, that was me. That was me." And so then she was, you know, we started talking, and she was like, um. Share with her, I was, you know, used to work full-time in the ministry, you know, director of Christian education, associate minister, preaching and teaching and all this stuff. And so then she was like, well, why did you stop? Yeah. And I told her, I said, ma'am, I, I haven't stopped. Mm -hmm. So I said, the location has changed. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm not in the pulpit on Sunday morning no more. I said, but I preach everywhere I go. Uh, and she was like, wow. And so that's why wow. I say I believe in blooming where I'm planted. Wow. I, I graduated from seminary thinking I was going into full-time ministry within the building, within the sanctuary for the Lord to say, that ain't what I want for you. I want you to go where I want you to go and you're going to be Reverend Span wherever I send you Come and on. you're going to preach that word. You're going to shine that light and you're going to let them know who blessing you. And, you and, and so it was like, it was a good moment. It was a good reminder for me and in that moment to really just share with her, don't put limits on me. Don't, don't, don't just think that I can only be an ordained minister standing in the pulpit on Sunday morning preaching. Yeah. There are no boundaries for God. None. None. I'm like, I'm not going to put limits on it. I'm not going to let you put limits right. on my call. 
I know what the Lord has called me to do, and he's called me to be a blessing wherever he's planted my feet, you know, and so it was just a wonderful, it, like I said, it, the roller coaster of emotions, here I am thinking this lady trying to holler at me, and then it turned into a moment That's where wild. I can witness to her right. and talk about, you know, expanding her mindset of what God can do, yeah. and how he can use his people, and where he can use them. You know, and I was just like, that's why I say the Lord got a sense of humor. He do. And I'm sitting there thinking, she do. trying to holler at your boy, and that's a moment for me to just really talk about him. <laughs> I'm like, it ain't about me. And he'll work. Talk about you in this moment. <laughs> like, oh. He gonna work like the most wildest moments for right. your good. And they're trying to get my little protein bowl. You know, maybe talking about the Lord. Hey, you, you know, man. like. <laughs> but I ain't got no problem with that, though. I'm yeah. like, wherever I go, because I know, you know what I'm saying, who woke me up this morning. I know who put breath uh -huh. in my body. I know who continues to bless me, you know, because, you know, or even in spite of my shortcomings. And so that's a part of it, man. And that that's why I say this journey has been so interesting. But I've learned to just continue to be obedient and just ask the Lord to, you know, to continue to bless me instead of doing what I want to do and asking him to bless it. I'm like, don't bless what I'm doing. I want to do what you blessing me to do, right. you know? And so it just makes sense to me and it feels too right to be wrong. And I know he's too wise to be wrong. Right and, to be wrong. You know? And so it just, this, this, this is not, you know, student affairs, but I, this, to me, it's always ministry. I always look at, I, I've had conversations with my you know partners from seminary and they've helped me to really see it that way as well. Cause initially I was like, man, I'm supposed to be in the pulpit. I'm supposed to be preaching. I'm supposed to be, they was like, span, you are. I want you. Yeah. They was like, you are. They was like, you in your pulpit, you are preaching. I was like, you're right. You know? And so that's, again, brothers, the brothers yeah. that I've had in my life that have been like, hold on, man, why you? Why are you looking at it like that? Why are you uh, overlooking what you're doing and right. realizing that you are being you're a blessing? Taking that little brother role, telling you, man, mm -hmm. and that's why I say I and, I and I don't ever, I don't ever plan to abandon that. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't think I will ever. You know, if the Lord didn't allow me to live to be a hundred, I'm still gonna be somebody, little brother. I, I and to me, there's no bound. Like I say, my my pastor is younger than me. My best friend is younger than me. I know people that are younger than me chronologically, but they know what they know. And the Lord has blessed them with wisdom, you know, to be a blessing to me. And so I don't look at it chronologically, you know. And I can be a little brother metaphorically, you know, and just be a big brother when the Lord sees fit, you know. But it goes both ways for me, you know. And brotherhood in every aspect and every phase of my life. You know, being a servant, you know, and just being committed to doing the Lord's will, whatever that feels like, wherever he wants me. And, and, and I think, you know, and, and I, like I said earlier, you know, the Lord has a sense of humor. I think the Lord, he'll, he'll test you, you know, yeah. he'd be like, oh, you committed to me wherever I want you to go. I bet. Mount Pleasant, he really be saying that too. Mount oh, you love Atlanta, don't you? Okay, check this out. Pack up, pack up. Where I'm going? Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Like, where, where is that? What the only thing I knew about Michigan was East Lansing because we had a couple of guys from my high school that played ball at Michigan State. But I was like, Where is this Mount? I mean, even people don't they like Mount Pleasant, it's like Central Michigan. They're like, Where that at? I'm like, Oh, no. <laughs> 
I don't know, you know, but here I am, you know, and I, like I said, I believe in being obedient and because of that obedience, the Lord has continued to bless to me, bless you. you know, and to be a blessing to others because it ain't about me. It's not. I'm, I'm a vessel. I'm blessed to be a blessing. The obedience you know? will, will reward you in yeah. your time. It will reward you in. You yeah, know, I'm going to wrap this up, but uh, a lot of good stuff on this episode um, yeah man talking about authenticity being yeah. your authentic self yeah going back to um you know sometimes us being timid or us feeling the need to conform to you know social standards and stuff mm. like that it's mm. as a recovering people pleaser it's, mm. it's something you wow. know yeah i've i'm i'm learning how to undo that fear mm. of not being accepted not being mm. validated not mm feeling like I am enough, mm. you know, is is um it's hard to unlearn that stuff and, you know, relearn the right things that you are enough, that your authentic self is enough. Yeah, you know, you are. It's hard to do that. And I think once you step out of that shell, um, you know, you see other people being their authentic selves. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a a flip switch. You know, you yeah. see everybody being them and makes yeah. you want to be you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and uh, kind of going back to what you were saying about that person um, in your in your position, you know, mm-hmm. that person giving you the permission to authentically mm-hmm. be you. I think mm-hmm. sometimes we forget that we don't need per- we don't need people's permission to do what God has already given us permission to mm-hmm. do. And that is to be authentically you. You don't need to ask somebody, can I be me right now? Can mm-hmm. I can I speak on this? Can I mm-hmm. be vulnerable? Mm-hmm. God has already given you that, give given you that power. God has already granted that in you. He mm-hmm. has given you that gift. And he, like you said, it's like a fingerprint. We're made distinct. Yep. We're made wonderfully, yep. fearfully in yep. his image. That's it. And not one of us is a copy. I no. can't be you better than you. You can't be me better than me. Nope. And so that is a gift that we have been given. And it's a it's a light that we have to shine ourselves. Nobody else is going to shine it for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to authentically, unapologetically mm-hmm. be you. Mm-hmm. And the brotherhood, mm-hmm. um, brotherhood was, it was great to speak on that and see the, see how we can break down those boundaries, break down those walls, those barriers to see that we can be a big brother to somebody, but also a little brother yeah. and submit ourselves under yeah. and always be willing to learn, always yeah. be willing to, you know, be humble and put ourselves in those positions. Um, but Span, it's been great talking with you. Yeah, you man. know, um, yeah. I, I respect you as a mentor, as a yeah. brother, as yeah. a director, as yeah. my boss. Yeah. It's, it's been an honor yes, um, to have you on this episode. Yeah. You have changed so many students' lives at this yeah. campus and, I think you will continue to do so um, in this position. And God will continue to bless you for your obedience. That's my prayer. Amen. But um, is there anything else you want to say? Oh, man, I I appreciate the invitation. I appreciate the platform. And I appreciate how you're using it um, to be a blessing, you know, Mm -hmm. to illuminate the light that's within you and um, speaking truth to power and just inviting others into that space to provide them the opportunity to add to that and lend their voice to the conversation and share space with you, you know? So, um, you know, I told you when I met you, you know, you, you, you came to me mm-hmm. in a good position. And so I know you came from good stock, mm-hmm. you know, and you have not 
let me down yet. You know, you still growing and still glowing. And, you know, long as you do, I'm going to rock with you. And even if you take a step back, I still got you, you know. And so I appreciate, you know, you being you. And being your genuine, authentic self, you know, with the hair chop and just doing you and tatted it up and just, I mean, and yeah. you just, you doing you, yeah, you I know, am. and you're evolving into who you are to become, you know, and I want to continue to encourage that and um, encourage you to continue that journey, you know, because that's what it's about, literally finding your voice, because you're going to be, you're going to be probably more of a blessing than you realize to others uh, whether it's in this platform whether it's just your existence you know whatever the case may be as a mentor around campus you have no idea the impact that you're gonna have on people's lives just because you are who you are and where you are you know and I just want to continue to encourage you to do that keep on keeping on man and just keep making it happen I appreciate that yes sir yes sir Uh Thank you all for tuning in. We got another episode coming next Friday. Uh, As I said in the beginning, if you could like, share, comment, subscribe, um, leave a review. I appreciate once again for tuning in for this episode. Um, Thank you all. Even when I was dead wrong, they were robbing me. And I got some dead and gone, but inside of me. Learn they don't play like homies, side for real. Fell to my knees cause I'm the one they try to kill. The most beautiful trees grow from the most uncomfortable situations. All your dreams and aspirations, the only thing that keep you going in life. Keep you doing your thing out there, young boy. Keep going, man. You're on that stairs. I remember from a young age, you've always been set apart. Stay real, all above. Keep God in your life. I am so grateful to be able to call you my brother.